Triple Whale has just launched a simple finance platform called FinHub, and I'm already loving it. One simple dashboard for all the tools and accounts you're already using, so you can gain clarity with your consolidated data, your real-time cash flow, your accrual P&Ls. It's designed to help those brands that are built on Shopify to operate smarter. So go over to triplewell.com and check it out. The emails are still being sent. I, I have seen some conversations where folks think that there's going to be somehow a blocking of like sending emails, and that's going to be part of this. To be very clear, that's not changing. Welcome back to Pitstop. Joining me for round three is the always, I wanted to say always intelligent, always insightful, but I feel like that's too much of a, a disre- like all, all the guests are intelligent and insightful, but Stephanie, you just take your insights to emails to the next level because after half an hour of recording, I'm, I'm feeling jazzed up. I'm going to go write some emails right now. You're a huge proponent of email SMS, especially for direct-to-consumer brands. You created emailpreview.io. Mm-hmm. And I think I'm weird with two middle names, but you've got four because your middle names are, your opens are dead, which is perfect name to be talking about email open rates. It's like if I went into the medical supply industry with the last name Walker, it would be, be the perfect fit. Oh my word. <laughs> well, thank you so much. I appreciate that compliment. Peers and mentors have championed me for uh, hot takes. I think I've been tagged a few times for always having the email hot takes. Um, I'm happy to take that stand. I definitely have opinions, thoughts, and feelings, and I'm not afraid to share them. So thank you for having me here to talk about them. My pleasure. And this is going to be the fun episode because the first two episodes were grounded very much in reality and actual information. And this one is all about spreading the gospel. It's about the mistakes that we think people are going to make and trying to help them prevent that. So iOS 15 is coming down. We talked a lot about what the changes are in the first episode we recorded, but basically you're going to lose your open rate tracking, IP information, and a few other points. With this happening, what do you think the biggest mistakes people will make are? Ooh, we're going to see a lot of them. And I think the first one is going to be people are going to panic and freak out. There's certainly, I think, marketers or brands that probably aren't maybe super up to speed on some of the changes that are happening, and it's going to be swift and sudden, and the initial response is going to be, oh shit, what do we do now? So there is going to be, I think, that panic element, and I I, I want to definitely encourage everyone, especially marketers that are going to be going through this, don't panic. Is it going to be you know, uncomfortable? Are we going to face some adversity here? Yes, but I do firmly believe that we have more opportunity here than we have challenges necessarily. And a lot of the things that can come out of this can be really positive. So step one, try not to panic and don't freak out. Keep your calm. At at the end of the day, the emails are still getting sent. It's not that that's turning down. It's that a vanity metric that you didn't even need to be using already is going away. Correct. And I think, I mean, you just hit on my big second one is, yeah, the emails are still being sent. I I have seen some conversations where folks think that there's going to be somehow a blocking of like sending emails and that's going to be part of this. To be very clear, that's not changing. The mechanism of sending these emails, receiving these emails is not changing. So we can be confident that when we send an email, as long as, you know, the the appropriate authentication and best practices are followed, those emails are making it where they need to go as they are today. We will still have indicators from an inboxing and deliverability standpoint of knowing that emails were you know, sent and received. And I actually think that that's going to have the potential unfortunate side effect of people sending 
way too much damn email. We saw this in 2020 when we all realized, or well, maybe not we all, the larger world realized that email's not dead because we got so many communications from CEOs and about COVID and about you know changes in racial justice across multiple countries. So everyone had their eyes turned on email. So that dial has already been turned pretty far up. And I actually think what we're going to see is people are going to panic and they're going to send again so much email. So if we thought 2020 was the year of, you know, of email 2021, you know, towards the end here and heading into 2022 post iOS 15 changes, I think brands are going to throw some of their frequency caps out the windows and say, well, shit, we know email works. We just have to send more of it to make sure that we're getting every possible chance to get in front of our subscribers. And I will say, I don't think that's the way. I th- certainly think that we're going to see that as a tactic, but I don't think it's going to have the long-term upside that brands and marketers might hope that it would have. It's good for a fire sale, but beyond that, it's not really necessarily the best in it, unless you're really good at regenerating your top of funnel, like Wayfair, doesn't necessarily work that well. What are some inactions that people are going to not take? So what are some things that people are going to not do now that they're going to regret not having started sooner or not started doing six months ago when they're looking at how 2021 went in uh, in January? Yeah, absolutely. I think this is the critical time, again, of, of taking a pause and going and truly looking at the metrics that we're tracking now getting a really strong handle on the data that is actively available to us. I think data is daunting, uh, depending on the organization. Sometimes it's really hard, you know, to have enough people to slow down and unpack the data or properly set up tracking mechanisms. So we have all of the data that we want to be made available to us. So do that now, get a handle on, on what is already available to you understand it, set some benchmarks and baselines for your own organization. Forget industry comparisons. I mean, I really think some of those benchmark reports are not going to go out the window, but it's going to be much harder to try to compare yourself against those statistics that don't directly apply to your audience or your brand or your vertical. So set those metrics for yourself and then get comfortable with the fact that they're probably going to change. I think the biggest misstep here is going to be brands that continue to operate as normal. And then of course, I think in terms of timing, we haven't talked about that. The current understanding is that iOS 15 could roll out in mid-September. We would expect some early and maybe full adoption by mid to end of Q4 of this year. And what a time for that to happen with Black Friday, Cyber Monday, you know, only the most critical <laughs> time frame of the year for marketers, especially on the email and e-commerce side. We've worked so hard to warm up your customers to this point that traditionally when you've built your list, you built all that trust, hitting that send button, it's like you're the house at the casino and the people are just pulling the slots. You know it's printing money at that time of year. Yeah, again, so for brands that just continue to operate and then they wake up in the middle of Q4 when the iOS changes are in full swing as we expect them to be, that's, I think, going to be a rude awakening for some folks. And then that they're going to have to try to backpedal and say, okay, what changed? Why, why did this change? Why, why do these numbers all of a sudden look dramatically different? So figure that out now and try to get ahead of it. Another thing that I think brands are already not doing and definitely need to start doing is building out other owned audiences. I'm a huge proponent of the power of SMS. I think it can be a wonderful complement to email. 
certainly not a replacement, but what a great opportunity we now have to look at other places to build those owned channels and start to build up communications with audiences there. Consumers want to be communicated with via text. I know many marketers are skeptical. There's the sentiment that it's invasive. I personally think it's a much more intimate marketing channel. And that kind of ties back to some of those responses and high intent capture conversations we were just having. Give people the option to sign up for your communications where they want them to occur. And maybe that's not email. Email has become really competitive. Everyone's sending emails. And as we have predicting, more people are going to send more emails, which means it's harder to see them. It's harder to cut through that clutter. SMS is this really wonderful opportunity, as long as it's done respectfully. And again, we're really tailoring the content to those that want to receive it and through the medium that they want to receive it to cut through that noise in a totally different way. The way I kind of describe it is like email has almost become the billboard that you can drive by on the highway. And I don't say that to take away from the power of the channel because I'm you know, a diehard email marketer. We know it works but we're getting inundated and it's easy to just be on autopilot, put on cruise control and drive by the billboard. Whereas SMS is much more like a stoplight. Truly, how many of your text messages are you ignoring? Probably very few of them. Whereas even for myself, from a, a notification standpoint for email, you know, I've got at any given time, like 67,463 quote unquote unread emails. But for, for SMS, it's just not quite like that. The attention is definitely there and it's, it is more of an intimate communication stream. So yeah, build out your own audiences. Don't just rely on email to do that heavy lifting. And we need to get a little bit more creative with where we're communicating with our subscribers. Well, Stephanie, I think that that is a great time to wrap it up. I'm just looking at the, uh, the clock here. So I want to be respectful of your agenda. Don't make you late for the rest of the day. Do you have any closing thoughts on iOS 15? Anything people might be interested in following you for that you've got coming up? What's going on in your world? Oh, yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah, definitely uh, keep interacting and hanging out on Twitter. It's definitely where a lot of these conversations are happening, I'd say, in real time. Certainly follow Lucas's podcast. Definitely check out Pit Stop and subscribe to that. I think, you know, if this conversation is any indicator to me, there's clearly a lot of thought and effort being put into bringing this information to, you know, to our industry and those that need it. So thanks so much for that. And then as far as things I also have going on, I will be speaking at Litmus Live this year, which will, um, in terms of timing, is happening at the end of September, right after we're expecting those iOS 15 changes to occur. So I will definitely be keeping my finger on the pulse of what's changing, you know, what marketers are looking for, what conversations um, are happening around these changes, and communicating that as best as I can leading up to the event. And then I will specifically be talking about, you know, why folks should should look at SMS as the new channel on the block and why they should fold that into their marketing mix. And I think the timing of that presentation and the conversation, I hope it starts, is very well aligned uh, with these iOS changes. So yeah, stay tuned uh, for more on that. Awesome, Stephanie, thank you so, so much for joining me on Pit Stop. Thank you.
Brands like the Cake Store and Silver Street Jewelers are using OmniSend to add tens of thousands of dollars to their monthly revenue through automations. And one of the ways that they're able to do that is with OmniSend's massive integration library. They just announced partnerships with Gatsby, with Okendo for your reviews for managing your micro influencers. So start looking beyond just customers and using your marketing automation to connect with your micro influencers. Great use of an SMS channel as well. OmniSend offers you free SMS credits if you're on the pro plan or higher. So check them out. OmniSend.com. Thanks so much for listening. Triple Whale is doing some amazing things nowadays. They're developing just a huge range of tools to help your brand stay informed and scale. And Whale Mail is where you can get all these details. So head over to triplewhale.com and sign up today.